Hello everyone, welcome to the Vegan Business Society podcast where I share inspiring success stories and strategies of vegan business owners and entrepreneurs. I'm your host Sarah Wright, owner of vegan food company Coco Manor and the wellness platform Modern Wellbeing. Welcome to episode one of the Vegan Business Society podcast. I'm really excited today because we have Molly Waring Moore, a brand strategist, on the call. We speak about how to build a strong brand, the best strategies to launch a vegan product, how the landscape of social media is changing and how best to use it, how to easily connect with your consumer, and how to label your vegan products. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome back to Vegan Business Society. Today I'm super excited because we have Molly Waring Moore on the show. She has an impressive record of experience in public relations, marketing and visual communications for the likes of Tony and Guy, Fast Check Events, Dizzy Inc, Make and Met Creative and she's written features for the Huffington Post. And Molly has since been very busy. She's founded the vegan fashion, beauty and lifestyle blog, daisily.co.uk and is a brand and marketing strategist at mollywm.co.uk. She works with clients spanning across wellness, lifestyle, fashion and media. Hi Molly, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. I know, it's lovely. I'm so excited. Um, So for everyone who's listening or watching this today, Molly and I actually met at the co-working club and I have had Molly um, helping me. She's absolutely fantastic for all things brand and strategy. And um, I'm a huge fan. So, yes, welcome. Thank you. Um, I wanted to start off. Um, obviously, we're talking about sort of vegan businesses and sustainability today. And I wanted to start off with what is your why? My why generally, I think, has probably been the same since I don't know I was 10 when I was first going vegetarian which is literally just my love of animals that's like what has prompted me to go vegetarian vegan and then now get into um trying to help more vegan businesses and work with more vegan businesses and sort of support them um yeah that's always been my why I think so is it your love of animals that's how you first discovered veganism yeah yeah I've always loved animals and I think to the point of um I've always had pets like growing up so I've never really I don't know I've always seen animals as more than just like farm animals it's like that could be my pet (laughs) which like now isn't like the right way of thinking that animals could be your pets but like as a child it was just like I could love that cow as a pet so I don't want to eat it um so I didn't learn about the ethical and health reasons until I'd already been vegan, to be honest. But yeah, it's always just been for the animals. I love that. And I understand we might have another guest on our podcast today in the form of Moses. Yes, my cat Moses, who <laughs> has no respect for boundaries. <laughs> so she might pop up, I don't know. Oh no, she's very welcome. Um, so can you tell um, us and the listeners a bit about your journey from so you've got so much experience in public relations and marketing and brand strategy. Um, can you tell us a bit about your journey up to now and when you started Daisily and um, yeah, just about your background? Yeah, so when I was at secondary school, we had like a work experience week. 
so everyone was kind of like looking for things they could do. And it was at that point that I had an interest in marketing in general. So I started looking for internships in marketing. And that's where I got initially just a one week start in Tony and Guy. So I worked in their PR and media department, just assisting whatever they needed. Um, and then we extended that into more of an internship. And basically that was, it was already in a space I enjoyed because it was like beauty. And I just said to the woman that uh, was like the manager, how do I work here? And she said that she went and studied fashion promotion, that I'd probably need X amount of experience. And it's literally from there, I just found every opportunity to like do an internship or get work experience, help someone out with like, I don't know, promotional flyers, <laughs> like any way I could find to build up my experience. And then I went and got into Nottingham Trent Uni and I did fashion communication and promotion. And in our first year, we were encouraged to set up blogs to kind of record like our time and what we were doing because they were really pushing how much blogs can help you and how they can help set up like your personal profile, which is, we're all used to that now. Like everyone has an Instagram profile, but I decided to set up Daisily. And it was around the time that I was getting more interested in veganism and being a little more sustainable. So it sort of just documented my journey from vegetarian, fast fashion consumer into like my vegan life and trying to be more like ethical in my purchases and that kind of thing. So Daisily became documentation into veganism, but also allowed me to explore more kind of creative things like photo shoots and learning the business and the marketing side of that as well. Yeah. And then I interned throughout my time at uni in summers and like part-time whilst I was studying and then came out, got a job in Nottingham and then eventually went freelance. I think it's very rare that someone has that experience. It's so vast what you have in terms of public relations, brand strategy. And how have you found, do you bring all of your experience to the work that you do with your clients now then? To be honest, I think that was one of my biggest challenges was defining who I am and what I offer. Because I didn't, I mean, even my degree, fashion communication promotion, in the course itself, we studied so many different areas. So we would have a project based on arranging a photo shoot. We got experience doing video, um, doing design, doing pure marketing, some sort of like business. So I loved, it was a great course for me because I could explore these areas. But then coming out, it felt, felt very difficult just saying, I'm just going to offer social media or I'm just going to do this. So I had a lot of experimentation trying to say, all right, maybe I'll go down creative direction. Maybe I'll go down pure marketing strategy. But I've sort of landed on sort of brand and marketing strategy involves all of those elements. So I can offer people advice on setting up photo shoots, which has helped because I can create bigger packages for people. And I think it's nice that they can explore all of that with one person who knows all the elements. But it is difficult figuring out how to sell yourself in all of those because people assume that they're going to have to hire out all the elements and you go oh I could do that and then I almost feel like in the moment it can feel like I'm just grasping for more jobs like oh I could do that and 
well, I could do that. But it's like, no, I, I really want to do that. <laughs> I've got the experience doing that. Yeah, it's a challenge, but also it's, I think it can be a good value to my clients to be able to at least understand all of the different roles that come into marketing. I actually don't know where I'd be right now if I never met you, Molly, because you've been <laughs> angel on my shoulder and I think that it's a wonderful thing that any questions I have I feel like you can answer for me I started off working in finance so I had absolutely no clue anything about brand or public relations and you've answered all of my questions and more so um, I think it's actually a really wonderful thing and very rare and it saved me so much time and efforts trying to go around trying to find different things because you're array of knowledge and experience is kind of yeah it's very impressive so um you've been no end of help for me so you are obviously really passionate about vegan and sustainable brands and companies how do you feel that your services can help and do you see more of a trend towards businesses wanting to go more sustainable or towards vegan have you seen that in your work yeah so in general i think the consumers are pushing for more sustainable practices. And I think as a society, we're holding more brands accountable. And there's been a big shift in people almost boycotting brands because they're not doing enough. And the businesses now are understanding that even if them, they themselves are not sustainable or vegan, that they know that this is where things are moving. So they're looking to invite more sustainable practices in right down to how can my packaging be more sustainable? Can I use less paper in the workplace? Those kind of things. I think me already having an involvement in that world, just personally being a vegan and then working on Daisily, which allowed me to explore sort of sustainable vegan practices. I've been able to offer insight into that. And also from a personal point of view, what I would be looking for as a vegan consumer. So, yeah, I think brands are definitely moving in that direction, even just because they know that consumers are looking for that. And also there's more opportunities for vegan businesses to pop up because there's a bigger consumer base now, which is really nice. Yeah, I read something that by the time of 2025, all of the UK, there's going to be a quarter of the population that are going to be vegan. It's kind of crazy how quick it's going towards that. It'll come around pretty fast. So do you prefer the term plant-based or vegan when you've worked branding? What's your views on this? Because I know that a lot of vegan businesses don't know whether to be, because it can be quite seen as quite controversial. Have you found in terms of branding, has this been an issue or do you have any tips on this at all? So my, I mean, my general advice is you've got to decide which label is actually accurate. So there are a lot of companies now, um, bigger, I've at least seen it in the beauty space, brands adopting vegan labels on products. But what they mean is that the ingredients list technically has no animal products in it, but that product might still be tested on animals. I think if you use the word vegan, and they're, they're, like, they're legally entitled to do that because vegan just means the ingredients. But in my perspective, it's better to label that as plant-based. That's really interesting. Yeah, so companies like L'Oreal have started doing that where um, they'll label something as vegan. And as a new vegan, you might go, amazing, this is vegan. 
I'm vegan, I'm going to buy this product, I'm going to support this brand. But actually, it just means that they haven't used any animal ingredients. It's still legally allowed to be tested on animals outside of the UK. So they can get away with calling it vegan, which is, I see that as dishonest. Legally, it's not dishonest, but I think it is. So I think brands have to be very careful with labeling things as vegan. I think if they, the rest of their practices aren't vegan, I really think they should avoid the label because it's confusing for vegan consumers. And all it does is ultimately lead to disappointment. You know, as if I saw L'Oreal labeling something as vegan, I just see that as dishonest. And if they make that move in the future and are truly vegan, I've just seen them as a dishonest brand now because they were just trying to jump on the vegan bandwagon. So I think, I just think vegan holds a much heavier weight to it because it's about the ethics and morality and the whole lifestyle around it, not just does this have animal ingredients or not, which I think plant-based fits a little more. Wow. So you really have uh, quite a lot of knowledge even about the supply chain of businesses. That's something that I definitely, as someone that wanted to start up a vegan business, would really find really useful and helpful because you want to with Coco Manor when I started that having someone like you on board is really fantastic actually and being able to communicate that to the consumer um, mm -hmm. is fantastic so what would it look like for someone coming to you say um, they're an entrepreneur they're looking to set up a business how would your services work so how would someone get in touch with you and what would that look like for them so initially getting in touch um, either through my website or on social media, like I don't really mind how that happens. I would generally just have an initial chat, just explore their ideas. Generally, I want to get excited about their ideas and pretty much all vegan businesses I will get very excited about because I just want to see more of them. So we just have an initial chat about what their goals are, where they see this going. And at that point, I can give any input into how I see opportunities that they might not have seen, opportunities to either monetize or to move something in a different direction, opportunities for marketing. And from then we just figure out how much involvement or how little involvement they want from me. So it might be as simple as looking in some coaching sessions where I would just be able to have a conversation and point them in the right direction that month, that month. or it might be that I get a lot more involved and really plan out a strategy for them and then I can support them in sourcing packaging if that's relevant or yeah considering all the elements of the supply chain. So you can really help with every single area and as well I find it really interesting that you help clients to identify areas of their business that they can also monetize which I think a lot of entrepreneurs they can get very excited and carried away with their ideas mm -hmm. and having someone like you is actually fantastic to help pull all of their ideas together and do it probably in the most efficient and um, the best way possible so that's really interesting in terms of social media what's your thoughts on social media as part of a brand and do you think that this will be useful in terms of communicating if someone has a vegan message or a sustainability have you found that to be useful yeah I think social media is almost essential in in marketing uh, I think it currently has a lot of negative press, I guess, because of how much it, we're seeing it to affect our mental health. I think if you just keep that in mind 
and you approach it in a way that is mindful of people receiving the message. Social media is an amazing tool. You can open up your business globally if you want to. You can have a very direct, real conversation with people in comments, in messages. It's a really easy way for people to find a business. And more and more people are using social media as a search engine. I do it myself. If I'm looking for, uh, I don't know, a beauty salon or something, I might search the hashtag vegan nails Nottingham, <laughs> see what brands are offering that, and that's where I go first. So I think it's almost an essential element of a marketing strategy, but it's an amazing tool because you can reach so many people and do it in a way that's a lot more real and authentic than traditional, you know, posters or advertorials in magazines. Okay, brilliant. I think that that's really interesting for someone like me. When I first came to you, I had absolutely no clue about social media and it was kind of incredible, all of the things that you taught me and um, are still teaching me. So it's really <laughs> What kind of, if someone came to you that had already started their business, they were kind of already established, how would that relationship look like in terms of how would it be different to an entrepreneur coming to you looking to start a business? I think the value in someone already having a business set up, regardless of whether it's vegan already, like maybe they're making the transition to make it more vegan, you kind of already have some data, some analytics to see what's been working. So we would work through that first to get a really good idea of, okay, where is the business sitting? What is successful? What's not successful? And that already gives us a basis to make those first steps, whether it's me expanding out their marketing strategy, whereas an entrepreneur who hasn't set up the business yet, there is a little bit of guesswork at the start. It's based on experience, but there is a, well, let's see if this works. I think it will, but we don't know until we try. So you kind of have to expect that at the start, that you're not everything's going to work. And even someone that knows the most about marketing can't give you the secret answer, like you do have to navigate that first. To someone that's already got a business, it just means that we do have more to work off of and can make quicker decisions. But yeah, we would just look at every single element of the business and see what we could transform, what we could change, what should stay the same, and then just go from there. Fantastic. So it's like a whole strategy session, really. That's what you work on. Yeah. Um, it's it's obviously there's we are going towards a more vegan world we are people want to see more sustainable brands coming out if a company or someone that owns a business is listening to this right now and they're thinking oh I want to check if my supply chain is correct am I communicating to my consumer in the right way how would you be able to help them well firstly on that point I think it's important one to be as transparent as you can to anyone you're working with plus the consumer, like I wouldn't want anyone to hide something from me because they don't think it's quite right or up to scratch. But also I think generally we need to accept that not everyone can be 100% ethical and 100% vegan, whatever that means. So to expect that there are some things that can't be fixed immediately. So they would just need to be super open about everything and we would just lay it all out like you know, a, a map of the business, what are all the elements, and then just work through step by step based on priority and what can be done. And being open with the consumer about this is where we are now, this is where we want to get to, 
here are the steps, but we can't just do everything at once. But I think as long as you've got that transparency there, people are a lot more receptive to a brand that's working on something. So yeah, we would just work on it element at a time rather than a, right, you've got to change everything to now be vegan or to be more sustainable. That's fantastic. And actually something I'd never thought about. And I think that that the term vegan can sometimes be seen as quite controversial. It's always a topic of discussion, obviously. And I think for someone that might find it quite daunting to be able to come to you in confidence and really share everything about their business or their business idea and the fact that you can help them, even if it's just moving grains of sand, I think that mm -hmm. that's really um, appealing, actually. Yeah. Really fantastic. So you've outlined sort of what you go through with the strategies and then how do you have like a structure do you have or do you do one-to-one -one? so you do an initial call and assessment um and or do you take people through a set um structure it's typically different for each client just because i work with so many different kinds of businesses some people are more of a personal profile some people have a company it will always start with an initial meeting or call just to find out where they're at. And then I would go away and identify all of the elements and create an integrated strategy. So I always like to work with everything being considered at the same time. I don't really like to take on projects where it's I'm just handling your social media and I have no idea what's going on in the rest of your business because I think everything works in tandem. So, yeah, we would just lay out a strategy that involves every element of the business and marketing plan and uh, goals for the business. So it, it's, it's bespoke to each person. And then we just decide the best way of working together based on that integrated strategy. If people have people that they already want to work with, you know, they've already got someone in the team who does the social media, then we hand that over. I don't always manage every element of it. It's just based on their resources. Oh, fantastic. So you actually can offer a consultancy service even. So mm -hmm. if someone already has social media in place and they obviously don't want to replace that, you can go in for sort of to see an overview of the whole, all of the operations of the business. That's really interesting. Yeah, I think as much as I'm sure every everyone says this, I'm not there to take advantage of these businesses. If it's just an initial chat, and then they want to take that advice in their own way, that's fine. If they want to work with someone else on the project, that's fine. I want to, particularly with vegan and ethical businesses, I just want to be able to provide that uh, insight and information and then support them as much or as little as they need. That's brilliant. I think it's making me even think now how necessary this is for kind of all businesses to have a review and their, of their strategy and how sustainable it really is. Um, so it's really interesting. So I know that you've got a new project on the table as well, which is really exciting. And I'm currently going through the process with this company, Still a Nimble. So can you tell us a bit about that and um, what you've got um, planned? Yeah, so um, it started, actually the idea was brought to me, so I can't take full <laughs> credit, but... It started with, there's a designer and a web developer that I've worked with on projects in the past. And they really saw a need, particularly from the website side, to provide better websites for people essentially that work. They're better than the sort of template 
based model websites like Squarespace and Wix, um, but also that are more accessible to people than paying for an agency to deliver you a bespoke website, which they're always amazing, but aren't affordable for a lot of people. So what we really wanted to do is bringing in my knowledge of marketing, provide a full service for people that takes them from an initial idea. So we're really targeting people that are sort of solopreneurs, people that have an idea, they might want to make a change in their life. Maybe they've always been thinking of a business idea, um, but they're still in a day job that maybe they want to leave or maybe they just want to launch something on the side. They want to be able to offer them this service that will help them develop a marketing plan, develop their brand identity and build a really great website that helps them keep their business sustainable. So they'll always understand the marketing and be able to create their own marketing plans in the future without having to hire a marketing person. So essentially, we just want to give people the tools to be sustainable in their businesses, just to help yeah, people that are starting out that have these new ideas, but don't really know where to go because the immediate thought is to go to Squarespace, but then you build a website and then you don't know what to do marketing and then you're kind of asking around or reading blogs, but we just want to deliver that to people in a course that they can follow with our guidance. Yeah. It's really exciting. No, I'm, I'm like smiling when you're talking about it because I just think it's such a fantastic idea. And I, for the listeners, I'm actually going through this process at the moment. And I set up a website. Wix is brilliant. I mean, for anyone who's new to building a website, they've got easy templates. And I used that for my first website. But I did get to a point where I, I called you. I think I said, Molly, I need some help on marketing. I don't know how to use social media. I've got my website. How do I get traffic? How do I build my audience? And you have just put me through this process where it's kind of incredible and you can really put all of your thoughts into a new website that's being built and it's the function you do the branding so we did a really fun strategy session with you and Aaron who also works um at still and nimble um where it was just it was I've never had so much fun creating my own brand <laughs> my own company you brought my vision really to life and I'm just so excited for it to launch yeah I think our our kind of ethos is doing things the right way taking your time i think you get so excited when you have a business idea and you just want to run with it and what we're really trying to encourage people to do is just pause we'll take you through this process but we'll also want to introduce the idea of a work-life balance so we really want to approach business in a way that's meeting your enough point rather than this hustle culture of work 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 and you're working towards this insane goal of just making millions it's just work towards something that provides you the life that you want and you're working and you feel fulfilled but you've also got the time that you want to spend in your life so that's the approach we're taking to the whole thing which we're hoping will be more sustainable for people in the rock in the long run they're not going to burn out yeah. yeah it's it's I can agree with that because everything you said I think I was at burnout point trying to build my own website and my own social media strategy and it can be really exhausting when you are setting up your own business and you just having you to say Sarah slow down like this is what we're going to do 
And now I have a 12 month forecast and I know every single week what I have to do. And it has just made my shoulders relax. Like I'm excited about my business again and I can't recommend it enough. So I know that Still a Nimble is not yet launched. It's very exciting because you're in the run up to it. But how can people get in touch with you to ask you about your services and also follow your journey? So to be honest, the easiest way is probably just through my social media, my Instagram, Molly Wearing More. If that's too hard to try and spell, then just mollywm.co.uk and all my details are on there. Just send an email, send a message, whatever it is, even if it's just a quick chat, there's no obligation. Fantastic. So do you have any favourite businesses that you've seen coming up in the news or local businesses that have brought out vegan products that you really like their brand strategy and how they put their brand across on social media and that sort of thing? So right now, a brand that I really love, both for their product and their marketing, is 13th Element. So they're a vegan food business in Nottingham, doing like burgers and they've also started doing like fake chicken nuggets and stuff like that but they've really made kind of great use of social media to reach people obviously being a local business I don't have a physical location at the moment or like a great deal of resources for marketing and they're quite newly launched but through social media they've managed to use regular Instagram stories and Instagram posts really nice photography and being really authentic in the way they're communicating um, and that's just served them so well like they're so popular now and um, essentially everything's through their Instagram page so they haven't even had to worry about a website which yeah I think that's really great to see a business thriving so early on just through their use of social media and their burgers are really nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible maybe they'll send us one if we're giving them a shout out. <laughs> yeah hopefully. <laughs> Um, that's fantastic that's amazing do you see Instagram as going away anywhere or do you think it'll just keep going from strength to strength um I think it'll keep going I mean you never know like it's there could be another platform that pops up that shifts things I mean Facebook was huge particularly for our generation I think and now hardly anyone really I think in our generation uses it on a daily basis as much as they do on Instagram but, I mean, we're seeing the rise of TikTok now and the younger generations are now using TikTok even much, but even more than they're using Instagram. So I think we could see it diversify a little more. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. What I So you, you explained what TikTok was to me, which I found so interesting. For those people that aren't very social media savvy, um, can you give a couple of tips maybe on what social media channels you think are good right now? I know it's specific to what business it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it always depends on what you're trying to do and what the business is. But um, TikTok has primarily been a very young social media platform, but it's growing so much and so quickly that the demographic is rapidly expanding so now you can reach I mean people's parents are on TikTok now it's it's I mean it's already grown so TikTok's a really great one to start using and to at least start experimenting with see how you find using the platform obviously Instagram's always a great staple Facebook still does have its value I think LinkedIn is one that's off 
often overlooked. And that can be really powerful if you're a service-based industry or you're kind of a, a professional or a personal profile. I think people see LinkedIn as a scary professional platform that you can't say anything that's not just about serious business chat on there, but actually people use it like a social media. It is, it is a social media platform essentially. So that can be a good one to use that's overlooked. Yeah, I think they're probably the biggest ones right now to try and make use of. And then obviously, if you can involve video, then use YouTube. What are your thoughts on YouTube? YouTube's an amazing platform to build an audience because one, YouTube is searchable. So it's not like Instagram where it's kind of hard to be harder to be found if people aren't searching hashtags people use it like a search engine like google and people can subscribe on there so people can stay with your content and people are open to watching lots of different things so it's a really great one to build an audience and there are so many different niches that you can be so specific with your content which is amazing uh yeah it's just so versatile i think Fantastic. I think that the biggest thing as well that you helped me with when I said, Molly, there's no way I can go on TikTok. It's for children. You said, mm -hmm. Sarah, you need to get out of the consumer mindset and switch to the creator mindset and actually just see it for what it is and see what kind of audience is on there. So I think that you coming in with that view and your incredible knowledge of social media platforms can be so helpful to businesses um, that are starting out in this space. Yeah, I think I really just want to help take the scary element out of it for people because obviously it's natural to just come to social media thinking of it in the way that you've always seen it on your phone. Um, whereas even just being able to work with different clients, I can see all of the different audiences there are. So yeah, I can help sort of demystify it a little bit. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm so grateful for that. So if you have one tip for companies or entrepreneurs that are looking to go more sustainable in their practices or want to transition to um, more of a vegan businesses, what would be your one um, piece of advice? I think, to be honest, the best advice I would give is to get to grips with the consumer. Be as detailed as you can. Feel like you know exactly who the consumer is. Um, because all of your decisions should be made based on the consumer. And if you've got a really clear idea of who that is, maybe it's someone that is vegan, if you're trying to move yourself in that direction, you can get into their shoes and think about what they want to see from you. And I think that kind of stops the endless questions of what should I do for this? What should I do for this? It's just, okay, well, what does my consumer want to see from me? Uh, what are the other brands that they're buying into and how are they tackling the issue? I think that gives you a good starting point when making those decisions. And my advice on how to easily get into the mind of the consumer is thinking about what you would need to know to impersonate them. So if you had to go into a room and pretend to be that person and convince all of their friends that you're that person, what are all the things you need to know about them write all of those things that you need to know so that you can get into their shoes i love that i feel like we can have some fun with them um, practicing that that's really good yeah. <laughs> and then the last couple of questions that we'll go through you need a very quick meal what is your favorite vegan recipe so 
I have two answers to this, which is a bit of a cop out. One is that if it's a quick meal and I'm being like really honest about just needing something quick, it would probably just be scrambled tofu on toast, which literally just tofu, turmeric, um, veg stock. Um, and what's really great is if you can get hold of um, black salt, which I think is also known as Kala Namak or... We like that salt. Yeah, yeah. Just, it smells awful, but it makes it taste a little more eggy. Um, so that would probably be my literally like, that's just something really quick. It's not very exciting, but my, what I think is really delicious is a recipe by The Happy Pair and it's their pasta bake recipe and I love that that's like a really good staple dinner I think and it's it's easy but it tastes so nice so yeah they're my two answers you'll have to send me the um pasta bake recipe after this yes I will well thank you so so much Molly um it's been an absolute pleasure having you on I'm so excited and I'll put in the show notes some um links to all of the amazing work that you're doing at the moment and how our listeners and watchers can get in touch Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Molly.